Hello, welcome to CIO Leadership Live Australia. I'm Cathy O'Sullivan, Editor-in-Chief in APAC for Foundry's flagship enterprise brands, CIO and CSO. Today on the show, my guest is Brett Reedman. Brett is the Chief Information Officer at Catholic Healthcare and one of our CIO 50 alumni. He has extensive experience working domestically and internationally across several sectors, including healthcare, financial services, talent solutions, engineering and construction, just to name a few. Hello, Brett. Happy 2024. Hope the year is off to a good start. Hey, Kathy, good to, good to catch up with you again. Yeah, it's off to a, to a flying start, we'll just say that. Great, great, great to hear. So look, um, one of my favourite questions is to ask CIOs about their origin story. So can you tell us about how you got your start in IT and I guess what's been your career path to date? Yeah, sure. Um, so I had a, an interesting, I used to work within various business units um, within uh, the company of AMP back in the old days when it was a mutual providence society. Um, and I made uh, an opportunity into uh, training and I became an IT trainer. Uh, so back in those days, it was mainframe systems and we we're just starting to get into the personal computer space. Uh, from there, it uh, evolved into project management uh, and uh, as a technical engineer. Uh, and then sort of within AMP, it was well, lucky you had the opportunity to grow and evolve through different roles within the company. Um, and then from there, I moved on to different organizations and different roles, head of application services, um, uh, client relationship management type roles, uh, and then eventually made the break into the director of IT uh, for Asia Pacific with uh, Hudson Global Resources, and then found my way to Catholic Healthcare. So can you give us an overview of Catholic Healthcare, its purpose, and what you and your team look after there? Yeah, sure. Um, so Catholic Healthcare is a trusted uh, not-for-profit aged care provider uh, operating predominantly in New South Wales and Southeast Queensland. Uh, we have 41 aged care homes, 13 retirement villages, and we provide in-home care services to 6,000 uh, elderly Australians. Uh, and we have employ approximately 5,000 employees. Um, the IT team, it, it's made up of a couple of areas. Um, so I have uh, traditional sort of support teams in application services, tech and cloud. Uh, I have the IT portfolio management team, uh, data analytics team, cybersecurity, and we do a lot of work in the property space as well. So we do property development within our business. Uh, so we get intimately involved at the building stages um, for anything that's tech that goes into the homes. Uh, and I have what I call the service management office, uh, which is a lot of our ITIL processes, service desk and our field services team. So quite a broad range there that you look after and quite a lot of stakeholders, I imagine, as well involved in that. So can you tell us a bit more about how you approach IT or sorry, how you approach innovation within your IT department, especially when it comes to implementing some of those newer technologies, you know, AI, IoT, automation? Can you talk to us about your approach? Sure. Um, so in actual fact, from an innovation perspective, I actually have a, a staff member that works full time in that space. Um, so their whole role is to to use um, models to evaluate ideas and to, to flesh them out to see them whether or not they, they have the legs to, to carry forward. Um, 
but as a as a whole, the um, the business we encourage the business to approach us with ideas, challenges. My team regularly, what I call, walk the customer journey. So they're regularly out amongst the business. They observe, they see issues, and they bring them back, and we explore those issues. Um, we use the uh, design thinking uh, double diamond uh, model um, to flesh out um, uh, innovative ideas. Um, and, you know, we partner with organisations such as Microsoft. We're currently partnering with Microsoft at the moment, uh, who established a, a not-for-profit AI uh, aged care incubation lab here in Australia. Um, there's about four or five uh, aged care providers involved initially in, in that lab. Obviously, Catholic Healthcare is one of them. Um, and so we're looking at them at the moment and working with them uh, to implement things like uh, integration of ChatGTP uh, and you know the Microsoft Copilot uh, suite at the moment. So brilliant to hear that you're involved in that um, pilot scheme there with with Microsoft. But of course, you know there's also existing, I'm sure, IT infrastructure and, and legacy systems that you have to look after there. So how do you balance that need for, you know, keeping on top of this cutting edge technology with the day-to-day the -day stuff? It's always a juggling act, that's what I can say. Um, but I have a bit of a mantra that I tout constantly um, throughout our business and to my staff, and that's standardized, simplify and smarter. So, and, and with that, we then break all of our workload up into sort of three core buckets. Um, the first one being sustaining. So, you know, that's keeping the lights on. First and foremost, we've got to keep our business operational. Then we look at uh, initiatives that are transforming type of initiatives, which is more your tactical, building upon our existing platforms and how can we improve or um, streamline our, our operations. And then there's the reimagining. Then that's the exciting part where everyone wants to look at the innovation and the innovative type of ideas that we start building on. And that's where we looked at Microsoft HoloLens. Um, so Microsoft HoloLens, uh, if everyone isn't familiar with that, um, it's uh, Microsoft's mixed um, reality glasses. Uh, and so we looked at that solution from a telehealth problem. So we knew telehealth was... Uh, a bit of an issue within the organization from the point of view that people are trying to use mobile phones and this became more relevant during the COVID period, mobile phones, tablets and, and PCs to uh, provide uh, an overview of the health of a, of a resident with a, with a GP remotely. Um, and that's difficult when you're trying to look at wounds or um, you know other ailments within their body. Um, and it's hard to try and hold those while trying to focus on it. The doctor can't quite see it. So when we looked at Microsoft uh, HoloLens to try and um, mitigate those problems, um, what the nurse sees is what the doctor sees. And they see it in uh, high definition uh, quality. Um, and uh, it was a great way where we use that double diamond approach to, to work through a problem and come up with a solution that was quite cutting edge. And as I said, everyone wants to work in that reimagining sort of section. Um, and um, yeah, so that's sort of, I suppose, the three three sort of ways that we, we break everything down. Fascinating. Um, fascinating initiative, that, that HoloLens. Um, so what do you think then, Brett, are some of the, I guess, the most significant challenges um, faced by IT leaders, particularly in the healthcare or aged care sector, and, and how do you address them? Uh, first and foremost, cybersecurity. I think everybody, everybody will say that, no matter who you speak to. Um, 
technical debt technical debts are, are, are quite a large problem within the aged care sector we have a number of aging systems um, so trying to to work through the digital transformation uh, and uh, replacement of those systems um, keeping abreast of industry reform I think everyone's sort of seen in the news and and uh, in, in, in print that um, you know we've gone through a lot of legislative changes we've had royal commissions um, so trying to make sure you keep abreast of those changes because ultimately they will have some sort of impact on our processes and our systems um, and, and, and data, and in particular, AI advancements. Everyone's looking for AI as the, uh, you know, the, the silver bullet um, for everything. So it's trying to understand AI and its ethical use within our sector. Um, and one of the things we've just recently finished is writing the policy for AI and its ethical use within the organisation. Yeah, it's a fascinating area, and I'm sure it's only going to get even more fascinating in the next 12 months. And um, so look, overall, then, I mean, how do you ensure that what you're doing, you and your team, your IT initiatives, how, how do they align with, I guess, the strategic goals and overall mission of Catholic healthcare? And look, our our mission is to um, be pers a person-centred organisation, and it's putting our customers, uh, elderly Australians, and that could also be employees too, from an internal perspective, at the centre and, and then working out. Um, so we've developed a clear IT strategy, and that strategy is constantly refined. Um, we recently had a new organisational strategy that was um, uh, delivered. And as a result of that, we had to go back and, and redesign the IT strategy to align with that. Um, so I think a key part of this, though, is that um, I'm quite lucky in the sense that I report into the CEO and I'm a member of the executive leadership team, which enables me to hear what's happening in our business, how our business is functioning, how we're performing um, and where we have challenges. Uh, so I can be intimately involved in that, take it away and then try and find technical solutions to try and, and, and aid in those situations. Um, and of course, we have regular governance. Um, you know, I present to the board every six months uh, on the IT strategy. We have an IT strategic council, which obviously oversees the, the IT strategy. And we have a regular um, IT governance council, which is more my leadership team, where every month we're constantly reviewing what we're delivering and, and how we're delivering it, what we add, where we add value. Now, earlier you mentioned that one of the challenges is cybersecurity, and it's definitely a challenge, I think, for every single CIO, regardless of what, what, what sector they're in. But what role does cybersecurity play, do you think, in healthcare IT, particularly with you know, ensuring that security and privacy of, of patient data, especially in your IT systems? Yeah, you're completely right there. Um, we hold a, a range of sensitive data and very personal data. Um, so um, obviously cybersecurity is first and foremost on our on everyone's minds, particularly on the board's mind as well. Um, so we need to find um, robust uh, security systems that can obviously protect our data uh, and also making sure that we're compliant with industry standards and regulations. Um, so first and foremost, again, we have developed an IT uh, strategy specifically for cybersecurity. Uh, and we've engaged a virtual CISO for the organization, which is, uh, has the industry expertise and has helped us with the development of that particular strategy. 
Um, we have a range of security solutions which we have put in place and we are constantly updating and changing. We're going to a bit more of a holistic uh, platform approach. Um, and, and we also have a security operations centre which obviously assists and monitors our environment 24 by 7. Cybersecurity training, whether that be from a technical perspective but also for our employees, is, is, is paramount. Um, our employees are our first line of defence um, and, you know, that training, we encourage our staff to do it because it's not only beneficial to them at work, but it obviously holds a lot of benefit them in their personal life as well. Um, and then there's, again, a lot of uh, governance and structure. We have a number of councils that meet um, and review where we're heading in terms of the, the cyber um, strategy. And we have uh, simulations we run annually. We do a lot of external audits, red teaming, um, and penetration type testing as well. And of course, disaster recovery testing. We do that every every two months on our core systems. Now, I've heard the saying that a, a CIO is only as good as the people that they have working for them. So can you share your strategies around, I guess, fostering a, a collaborative and productive IT team and, and what you do there at Catholic Healthcare to ensure this? Yeah, look, I, I hope to think that I've got a really uh, positive team culture. I think I do. Um, and uh, look, we as an organisation conduct regular engagement surveys across the uh, organisation, and that produces a wealth of information um, that we then take back and work with our individual teams on how we can improve and what we can do better. Um, but uh, I think prioritising things like walking the customer journey and, and having my team uh, map out the customer journey themselves to un fully understand why we're here, what are the services we're providing, it gives them a sense of understanding and, and value of where they fit in within the organisation, which helps improve the, the culture of the team. Um, you know, and, I, and I, I'm one for, we employ people for a reason. And when we employ people, we employ them for their specialities. So I like to be able to give responsibility and autonomy to, to staff. I'm certainly not a micromanager. Um, people need to be able to learn. They need to be able to fail because that's how we evolve. And, and um, that, again, makes my staff feel valued and, and improves on the, on the culture. Um, we run a number of training sessions, team training sessions, like on marketing IT or consultative IT. We run town halls. We celebrate birthdays in those town halls and we, we provide awards. We do monthly awards with, with our staff. We call it the Making a Difference Award, um, where the team actually votes uh, themselves on who they think has made a difference. And um, well, the nominations come from the team and then the team themselves vote on who should get it for that month. Um, and... First and foremost, as well, I love to have fun. Um, you know, I'm with these people uh, as in terms of my employees. I'm with them every single day for more time than I probably spend with my own family. So mm. if you can't have fun, um, then it's going to be a pretty sad, pretty sad day. Uh, so, yeah, injecting a bit of fun is, I think, a, a key, key part of culture. I love it. What a great approach. Um, so, look, you mentioned at the outset, you know, that um, Catholic Healthcare has a broad range of, of rest homes and you've got a, a lot of people in the organisation. So what kind of communication strategies do you employ then when you're trying to bridge that gap between 
technical IT language, you know, you're rolling out these new initiatives that might scare people a little bit. And um, so how do you bridge that gap between your IT language and, you know, non-technical stakeholders within the organization and helping them understand things? Yeah, look, it's been a bit of a challenge. I mean, the, the level of digital literacy within our sector has, uh, well, was quite low. I think it's drastically improving as people in their personal lives start to understand technology that sort of evolves and flips over into to business as well. Um, we always try and communicate in plain English and we try and understand the audience that we're speaking with. Um, you know, we try and run regular presentations. We work closely with our marketing and communications team on our comms. Uh, we obviously write them but in some instances, we write them very technical. So we, we utilize our comms team to say, hey, can you just have a bit of a look at this to make sure that it's written in, in, in English that people will understand. Um, and I think one of the key things is making sure that when we do the communications, uh, we, under, we, we promote what's in it for me. People need to understand when we're commuting something, they wanna understand what's in it for them. So they can, you know, obviously understand what it is we're trying to do. Um, and look, we hold a regular number of meetings uh, at different levels of the organisation. Um, and in those meetings, we sit down and we understand what the challenges are and, the, and where the business is going and what the challenges are on the IT side in, in trying to support them. Uh, and that helps break down, you know, any barriers and helps with communication and level of understanding of, of what's happening. Now, I'm sure there's not a day that goes by where you don't have an email from someone trying to sell you something. Um, so what do you look for when, you know, you're out there trying to choose a technology partner? What works best from your perspective when it comes to all those providers out there that are trying to sell to you? What, what, what provides value to you and the organization? You're certainly correct in the sense that we receive a number of emails from, from partners. Um, a, a, a good track record in delivering obviously is paramount. That's That goes without saying. Um, but for me, um, you know, it wouldn't even get in the door if they didn't have that track record. Um, a cultural fit to our organisation is what's really important to me. Um, you know, I don't want vendors, I want partners. Uh, so we try and work with, uh, you know, people out there to try and find those people who will partner with us on a longer term basis. Um, Key to that is understanding and being able to empathise with our business. Um, we're a we're a care a care organisation, um, and people need to be able to understand what it is we do and how we do it. And through that, they will be able to empathise with you know an RN at the point in time might have something that's going on, uh, and they need to be able to understand the pressures that are on that registered nurse. Sorry, that's what an RN is um, to to be able to you know provide that level of support. I'm also looking for them to have some skin in the game. I, you know, I think it's it's not a one-directional relationship. It, it, it's a partnership. So it, it can't just be I pay my fee and they come in and provide a service on a monthly basis. I want them to have skin in the game. Absolutely. Well said. And um, so, look, you know, an ever-changing landscape that we're in, you know, how as an IT leader, how do you keep up to date with the emerging technologies, um, and and how does that help you make informed decisions for your IT initiatives? 
well, podcasts like this is is definitely one of the things that I look at. Um, Thanks, Brad. That's <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Um, I, actually, I read. I was watching a couple of them just last night. Actually, so it's uh, it's always good to watch them. Um, attendance at conferences and events uh, is obviously a, a wealth of of knowledge and information, um, and I think continuously learning. For me, it's not just about attending courses. I, you know, I, I'm an avid reader, or I'm I, I love Audible. I'm always listening to books while I'm in the car, um, and you know, meeting with key partners as well. And listening to their roadmaps and their journeys gives me great insight as to you know what's happening in the industry and where um, uh, you know partners are going or vendors and suppliers are going, um, and industry groups uh, leaning on your peers. Um, we have a group that uh, we formed uh, a few years back called the Aged Care CIO Network, um, and it's CIOs from um, across the aged care sector. Uh, and we, we meet every quarter and we sit down and discuss our challenges and and we understand that we're not Robinson Crusoe mm. uh, and we can help each other. Um, so I think it's a combination of all of those, which gives you insights and snippets of what to look for and, and potentially where we can go. Now we're fresh into 2024. So I just want to know what's important to you in the uh, the months ahead. Uh, so in October last year, we had a new organisational strategy that was delivered. Um, so with that comes the revamping of the IT strategy, which was endorsed by our board uh, in December 2023. Um, so we're now shifting gears. Um, so we're sort of extending and, and altering our digital transformation program. Um, so we have an, a huge digital transformation pipeline. Um, uh, it, it spans years. Um, so um, we've got a big push this year for two major project changes, uh, one being our financial system and another one being the, the, the core system for our home care uh, business, uh, which is a big growth area within, uh, within the industry. Um, focusing on AI, delivering those AI solutions that we're partnering with Microsoft on and rolling out the Microsoft Copilot 365. Um, that's probably what most people are looking at at the moment to try and gain some, some efficiencies. Um, and again, coming back to everything again, data and cyber always on everyone's mind. Uh, you know, it's it's not, a, as the old saying used to be, it's not a destination, it's a journey. So with those particular areas, it's something that's continuously evolving and changing. It'll never end. So that's a big focus for me, um, you know, kicking into the new year. Well, it certainly will keep you very, very busy in 2024. We wish you all the best with the journey ahead. Brett Reedman, Chief Information Officer at Catholic Healthcare, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Kathy.